With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. For lovers of truth, liberty, free speech, and the pursuit of justice, Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hello world, I'm Abby Roberts and this is the Abby Roberts Show on today's News Talk TNT. I'm quite literally dynamite. It's Monday morning in the UK and good grief. Can you tell I've had quite a busy weekend? I was just like, oh no, it's Monday. Quick, you grab the shirt, grab the, grab the red lipstick and just let the hair, you know, do its own thing. Somebody asked me if this was natural. Do you think I'd pay to have hair like this? Actually, some people are. Apparently going back to the to the eighties, the eighties perm, which is uh, delights me very very much. But how wonderful to be back with you, the TNT listeners, the viewers, um, and you can talk to me, guys, in the live chat, tntradio.live, which is on the the website. You can also uh, get apps on your phone. It's amazing, isn't it? All this modern technology, getting out, get your apps out for the lads. Watch me on your phone on the way to work, whatever. Going, oh, she looks quite good actually today. Uh, little in the live chat. Good morning. Good morning, Abby. Hello, Abby. Borida, Abby. That's a good morning in Welsh. Yes, it is. You can also email me, Abby Roberts, at tntradio.live. And of course, you can go old school. You can go into the hallway where there's a little hall table and there's a phone on it, one of those old rotary phones. And you can uh, call me, darling. And these are the numbers to call. Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the U.S. and Canada. Call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Yes, indeedy. And uh, I've got two fantastic guests coming up a bit later, Jack, David and Lewis Brackpool. But first of all, people have said they've been missing Propaganda Corner. Let's have a little look. Uh, I managed to snaffle some papers in the, the news agents. News agents still exist. The Times. What is in the Times today? We have all gone into Sandy Toxvig because that's what I do, you know, when I'm talking about intellectual things and, uh, you know, la la la. Cleverly warns of AI fakes threat to election. So already uh, we're starting to uh, we're starting to worry about the elections coming up. What is anyone going to vote? What are we going to vote for? They're both idiots on uh, on any side, uh, to be honest with you. So I don't really know about uh, what's going to happen there. Poor mental health keeps young adults out of work, can't even say it, young adults, adults, <laughs> bloody hell, young adults out of work, people in their early 20s are more likely to be out of work because of ill health than those in their early 40s or even early 50s, hello. Um, according to a report laying, oh no, I wonder what could have caused that. Could it be the four years of tyrannical authoritarian, you know, people under the boot and all the jibby jab, jabby jab, jibby jib jib, that's going to make you feel ill, do you know what I mean? And like the long Covid, which is basically um, laziness. <laughs> Oh, I've got a touch. The amount of people that said, honestly, that used the COVID as an excuse. Like, do you want to come out this weekend? Oh, no, I think I'm coming down with the COVID. I mean, good grief. Just get a 
get a bloody clue, everyone. Uh, what else have we got in here? Uh, the Times. <laughs> I never hold back on my opinions. Shortage of new planes will push up fares by 10%. 10%? Oh, I wonder, could that be uh, to stop people travelling to places and um, staying at home? Mm, it almost seems like it's part of a long plan, because that's what it is. Holiday makers will have to pay more for flights this summer because new aircraft will not be delivered in time. The chief executive of Royan... The Royan Air said, Michael O'Leary, bloody hell, honest to God, I don't think I've, have I flown Royan Air? I think I probably have, but I was probably praying all the way through that flight, to be honest, because you never know, said that his airline's fares would up, be up to 10% higher than they were last summer. Our average airfares to summer 2023 rose 17%, he said, and he went, diddly 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 um, Sorry, no offence to any, um, oh, actually, well, sod it. Yes, plenty of offence, because if you can't take a joke then what is your life right here we got we've got mayor and his 117,000 night czar now uh, as venues close Sadiq Khan faces questions over budget and foreign trips for ambassador Sadiq Khan taking people's money good grief that can't be right and ruining London while he does it posing in front of Sydney Opera House in the oh he's with you guys good grief he's in Australia blooming hell quick go and go and get him and put him in prison Amy Larmay oh that's show she's in Australia sorry Amy Larmay uh who is just how can I describe Amy Larmay um I think she's American big uh <laughs> I'll show you that's her Amy Larmey, uh, that's her with Zikon, who is the, the czar, the sort of nighttime, nightlife czar. 1717 grand. Amy Larmey says she was proud to be representing London during a trip to Australia to meet other night czars. <laughs> Do you know what? What's the credentials of being a night czar? Does it just, um, knowing what clubs to go to, uh, knowing how to have a good time, knowing how to dance, uh, knowing how to, uh, yeah, let your hair down, have a few drinks. Well, do you know what? I mean, I could be a night czar. What, what's the quality? That's, that's absurd um, qualifications. Bloody hell. Or just basically just uh, be a wokey lefty uh, bootlicker. A month earlier, Lamy was in, uh, how's that? Bologna. <laughs> Sorry, there was a hyphen after Bolo. It's like Bologna, giving the keynote speech at Italy's General State of the Night Conference. Nine months before that, it was a trip to Madrid to present the nightlife initiative of Sadiq Khan, the London mayor. So basically what we're saying is um, it's just money for old rope, isn't it? It's money for your friends. La, la, la. Chuck it around. Let's do that. Let's do the keep but stick. Keep with the ideology. We must do that. Everyone with the pronouns or we've got to go net zero. We've got to, or we've got to look at people, other colour of people's skin and be obsessed by it. Uh, we've, oh, we're all ill with the COVID. That's basically the agenda. That's what they stick in. That's their little narrow thing. And I say, no, we've got to get rid of it uh, immediately, if not sooner. And the last little uh, story here, sexist this made me laugh mainly because i wouldn't be able to do it very well sexist annual fitness bleep test oh uh, is that for swearing or is that for exercise dropped by transport police a police force has scrapped its compulsory fitness tests amid claims that they were unfair to women um if you're going to be a police 
woman, um, you're probably going to have to do a bit of running. Now, I don't know, you call me old fashioned, but when you're in the falls and say there's somebody nicks a handbag and they go, quick, Jane, run, or any other name. And that's, by the way, a woman's name, just in, just in case you wanted, you know, tits and arse. Quick, Jane, run. Somebody's nicked a, somebody's nicked a handbag and she goes, oh, <laughs> just, oh, hang on a minute. I'll just run a bit. Oh, do you know, I'm absolutely, I'm out of breath. Uh, can I just sit down and have an eclair? No, you can't, Jane. You're in the police force. Um, the British transport. <laughs> Thanks, Jack, for laughing. The British, the British transport. <laughs> The British Transport Police, BTP, has become the first force to scrap the so-called bleep test after saying that women were suffering indirect discrimination because they were more likely to fail it. The test in which officers... <laughs> The test in which officers run up and down a 15-metre track for three minutes and 35 seconds is widely considered to be an easy challenge. Do you know what? I think even I could do that. Uh, on the way here, I had a bit of a jog. Only new recruits to the BTP and specialists, including dog handlers and armed officers, will be required to pass the fitness test in future. Um Guys, I mean, seriously, ladies, if you're in the police force and dogs are doing better than you are, then you might want to re-examine your, your, your life goals, you know? Um, it's just it's just extraordinary. It's like, what is this? Uh, it's just kind of, oh, for heaven's sake. For heaven's sake. It's just, the world's gone mad. And I've got time for a last little story before I go to the, the sweeper, we call it. Cheerful robot army to serve as pals for the old and lonely. Now, what could possibly go wrong? Empathy machines may soon be given roles on the front line of Britain's health system. Now, that is the picture of the, ro the robot. And there's a person like, <laughs> it looks like Zippy from Rainbow. Arr, 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 arr. Get, get up. Uh, I, I, I need to take your I need to take your blood pressure. Um, uh, <laughs> and then suddenly Bungle comes wading in. The patient, uh, the patient leans in as if sharing a secret. I'm really anxious, he says, about losing my memory. Oh dear, Rodo. If people think this isn't some, we'll go back to that. I might come back to that either later or tomorrow because uh, if people think that that's going to be a good thing. You need your bloody head examined. Right, coming up uh, very shortly is my first guest. Um, and, uh, oh, do you know what? I've completely forgotten the phone numbers to call <laughs> because it's Monday and I just forgot that bit. Do you, sort of, uh, do you want to do the phone numbers quickly? Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the U.S. and Canada. Call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 33 0024-1026 and from Australia and New Zealand call 1-800-670-310 Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio and uh, I've just realised actually I did do the phone numbers but because I completely do you know what <laughs> I'm reading something about people losing their memory, and I've just, I've just, I've just displayed that. Money, I do apologise. Uh, that was, a, that was a duplicate. That was just in case you needed reminding. Um, so coming up very shortly, my first guest, Jack David. The latest headlines waiting for you. I follow the news pretty much throughout the day. Today's news talk radio, TNT. Right. 
Right, hello, and I am here, um, obviously suffering from uh, early early onset uh, Alzheimer's because I forgot that we'd done the phone numbers and uh, as I do the phone numbers again. I'm so sorry, Cam, down the uh, line in Australia. Let's welcome my first guest, Jack David. Jack, how the hell are you? Have you got your memory intact? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Martin. You OK? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, it's been one of those mornings already. And thank you so much for chuckling heartily as I was uh, trawling through the propaganda corner. Bless you, Jack. I didn't realise you could hear me. <laughs> yeah, I could, but it's really good. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, some, you know, because it's weird if you're doing it in a vacuum. You know what it's like when you say something you're like, oh, uh, is anyone, is is this working? Is anyone, is anyone hearing me? And of course, yeah, they are, because they're all in the live chat going, you've already done the phone numbers. Yes, I know I've already done the bloody <laughs> phone numbers. Um, but anyway, it's Monday. That's my excuse. Jack, tell me how you are. What's your weekend been like? Busy, busy. I've had my niece and nephew, so I've been run rugged all week, which is going to lead nicely onto one of our stories today, actually, isn't it? Yes, it is indeed. Uh, do you want to kick us off with the uh, with what's been troubling us? Uh, what are we going for first? Should we go for the five-year-olds? Oh, God. Do we do that? <laughs> yeah, five, about... so, so five-year-olds being surveyed on whether they would like to have um, unisex toilets installed in their schools instead five-year-olds because that, that's normal i mean I, lo I love how as well these i was reading the article earlier on how they've, they've tried to cover the tracks and saying that well it wasn't given directly to the students to complete it's like well of course not they're five but you know they still had a sit down yeah. discussion with the teacher on whether they wanted this you know and if it's going to be a five-year-old's decision on whether they want it but you know call me old-fashioned i just believe that's still an adult's job to safeguard children until they reach adulthood themselves and you know in the case of my brothers that took an extra 10 to 15 years on top of the 18 as well you know so we're all different we're not, yes. we're not ready to make those decisions at five no exactly and five i mean i'm trying to remember what uh when i was five i'm, I'm casting my mind a long long back back to the victoria victorian era when i was at school <laughs> um when they were and i was thinking five-year-olds i would probably have been molding something out of plasticine or um maybe maybe having uh, um some milk you know with a green straw before margaret thatcher took the took the milk away although i have to say the milk was disgusting so on on balance maybe thatcher was right to do that i don't know all oh, that's controversial but you know plasticine um dollies sort of, you know, uh, well, yeah. I mean, hair. I mean, why don't we survey them to see if they want to go or not? Because I would have gone. You know, I'd just be like, well, I'm not going to go at all. You know, but why, why not? If we're going to give them yes. such decisions to make, why not? You know, why don't we get them involved in making the menu? at school and i can tell you yeah. now if my trip to sainsbury's was anything to go by at the weekend with my niece and nephew you're in for a long call it'll take at least an hour to get one item in the basket but why not give them the vote why not give them the vote up and i've done with it yes yeah exactly give them the vote well in fact you know what that's not that's not a bad idea looking at our politicians well, at the moment looking at who we voted in ourselves so far as adults maybe then we could we could give it to them for one go actually but you know as adults we could literally put our feet up and just let the kids deal with everything at, at this rate why not yeah, yeah. Why not just put them in? I tell you what, why don't we just uh, allow them to drive? Uh, take take away the test at like uh, 18, 17, 18. Let's get, should we, should we move it back to four? Four years this old, maybe? I mean, I, mean, I, mean I, I got caught with my first packet of six. I think I was 11. I'm sure I was 11. Yeah. So why not? And just give us some six. And if any of that sounds stupid, guys, it's because it is just like unisex toilets. Yes. 
Completely, 100%. And you're absolutely right, you know, safeguarding and also the thing about biological sex, they're, they're going to be learning stuff later on. And of course, they, they don't, um, children, don't they, they develop, I think, five and six is the kind of the, the, the time when, when things really start to, uh, the develop, main developmental uh, stage happens. So you're literally saying to children who are going, oh, what's that and what's that, you know, about their body parts and just completely confusing them. For well, the future. Not just, not just that. If you're going to survey five-year-olds on whether we want unisex toilets, then yeah. aren't the five-year-olds now making the decisions for girls that are going through puberty seven years down the line? Ask them if they yes. want it. Go and survey the, Go and survey a bunch of 12-year-old girls and ask them if they want boys in their school toilets, and I know what the answer will be. You don't need the survey. Yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, it is horrendous. Who comes up? Who comes up with this stuff? Is it? Is it the? Is it the teachers? Is it the teachers' unions? Is it just? Is it? Is it the? Is it the? What do you call it? The activists? The you know the the pressure groups? The Stonewall. Like all that. Every single thing has been captured by this rubbish. Like, did you yeah. see the? barrister giving it large the other day the really poor oppressed barrister you know who you know goes through so much hatred in his life every day because he's non-binary it's like he, yeah. he's, he's made up a gender and now he's massively oppressed by it it's like come off it mate you're not the most privileged people in the country you're in an absolute fortune you know behave yeah exactly Be behave and just stop if, yeah just oh, but if we're right God. at the top there what's the, what chance do schools have if, they, if these guys are making you know setting the law what chance to be having skills? You may as well give it to the five-year-olds at this rate. Yeah, indeed. And uh, on that uh, great, uh, great point, Jack, uh, we're going to go to a little break. So I'll be back with my guest, Jack David. Do not go anywhere or I'll make you eat a deep-fried insect sandwich. <laughs> it's getting more crazy. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. TNT's Timothy Shea. We need a calling in our public sphere. And I'm not calling for, you know, assassinations. I'm not calling for, no, no. What I'm saying is these people need to be exorcised from the public square. We need to stop giving them platforms. We need to stop amplifying their voices. I'm not saying censor them. I'm saying we need to stop listening to them. We need to stop voting for them. Claire McCaskill, newspapers need to stop Fact-checking Joe Biden until they fact-check Donald Trump every day on the front page? Earth Declare, where have you been in the last eight years? The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk TNT. Lovers of truth, liberty, free speech, and the pursuit of justice. Abby Roberts. Now, another exciting episode on today's News Talk TNT. Another exciting episode indeed, where Abby loses her marbles. And I'm here with my first wonderful guest, Jack David, who's been on before. Very, very popular um, guest on, on TNT. Now, Jack, let's uh, talk about another crazy story. Uh, more uh, on J.K. Rowling's uh, Twitter. Uh, more than 70% of transgender prisoners are in for sex offences or violent crimes. And they're being put in with in female prisons what could possibly go wrong what a what a massive shock you know yeah. i mean if i'd like to say i'm surprised but i'm not because like if you was a sexual predator what better place to find yourself than locked up with a load mm. of women that can't escape 
you know, it's, yes. it's, it would just make common sense that for them, that that would be the best place to, you know, to go. It's almost like someone spotted a loophole and the rest yes. of all just run with it. You know, call me cynical, but that's where the 2020s have got me right now. But it's, it yeah. seems like there's no way that all these men are transgender. Oh, well, I don't, I don't believe in it anyway. But there's no way that these people are going through gender dysphoria. It's just a convenient excuse to get themselves out of a harder prison in with a load of vulnerable women. And if you think about mm. the amount of times these men commit these horrendous crimes on the streets and then they're protected in the men's prison, they're kept separate from other men because they might get them, you know, they, something bad might happen to them. Shame. But now these yeah. men are, are being put into a women's prison and that's fine. That, that, should be, that, that should be considered safe. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's it's utterly. You know, I was just thinking back, you know, to my un university days, and I had a very nice uh, professor there who was Keith and then became Kath. I mean, I only knew uh, him as Kath. Uh, him, him, him as Kath. Yeah, but it was never. But they would. She, uh, he, she. God, I'm getting confused now myself. Wouldn't it's hard, isn't it? Kath mm -hmm. would never have said, "I'm the same as you, Abby." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I knew someone called Julia years ago. Um, yeah. And, you know, Julia was born male mm -hmm. and transitioned, if you like. But yeah. there, was no, there was none of this, like, none of this what's going no. on. And I think, like, at the old school, it used to be transsexual, didn't it? And so we, we opened yes. it up to transgender because yes. that's what made it easy. Now, if I put a dress on, I'm a woman. You know, I don't have to do anything for it. Back in the day, you know, it was sort of expected that you had to do some something to transition. But the, yes. I, I think there's a lot of these, you know, the old school transsexuals that went through this and, like, I think the first cases were like the late 70s, you know, early 80s. They must be horrified because now oh, yeah. this has been this has been turned up so much now where like it's going completely the opposite way around. Where you're seeing like, you know, approval in gay marriage and everything plummeting now, all because of this. You, you've just gone too far. But the minute it, they went for people's kids, that was going to be that was always going to be the turning point, in my, in my opinion, anyway. Yes, exactly. It has opened the, the floodgates. And again, you know, I know, I know um, I've known um, several um, transsexuals over the years who have had uh, everything, you know, the, the have had everything off. I mean, there's they yeah, literally yeah, there's yeah. there's no, you know, they've, they've had the they've gone the full the full Monty. But again, would never say I, I am I am female. I'm I'm you know, I'm like you. No, they've chosen because they know they're not. Because fundamentally, yeah. you can you can do whatever you want. You know, I can, I can strip a Ford Escort down and make it look like a Bentley, but underneath it's still a Ford Escort, and there's nothing you yeah. can do about that. And that's the same with your chromosomes; they don't change. Every cell in your body is either male, identified as male or female. You can't change that. You know, when we've got politicians like David Lammy who think you can grow a cervix by taking certain drugs, we are you know we are lost as a country. But yeah. you know, no man should ever be placed in a women's prison, let alone own dangerous sexual predators it's absolutely ridiculous and anybody who yeah. thinks it is a good idea maybe send them for a stretch themselves and rehabilitate the moron out of them yes exactly and also why jack do you think this is not happening the other way around so why have you got um trans go. men yeah going you know oh i want to just go i don't know yeah well we do well, know so the I'm, answer I'm, to I'm that well, I'm guessing that trans men feel that they would be unsafe in a men's prison because biologically they're women yeah, when it's the other way around, we must consider, you know, will anybody think of the men in frocks? Uh, this, is, uh, this is what it's got to with me. Like, it's always, you know, the poor men in frocks. It's like, tough. You're the one in prison. Go and do your time. If you don't like it, stop committing crimes. It's as simple as that. But what you don't get is a holiday camp in a ladies' prison where, let's face it, you are a massive danger to those women. It's as simple as that.
Yes, exactly. Um, and uh, and what do you think the uh, the the um, I mean, I, I'm always amazed. I know James Dreyfus says this. The showbiz community. I mean, people like you know Amy Lame, you know the the, the the woman that I was talking about, the the night czar. People like her um, absolutely either believe this 100 percent or they don't believe it, and uh, they're just being paid well 117 thousand you know pounds money talks. Uh, money talks. But would money you? Talks. I mean. Uh, no amount of money could make me say that men can become women, that males can become female. That would it would li you'd literally have to just hold me hold me down. I don't know, and just have a gun to my head. I would never well, that, ever say that. But that's models before money, isn't it? And that doesn't often follow in the in the real world. Like there, there is no way that all these celebrities believe half the rubbish that's coming out of their mouth. But yeah. they they roll with it anyway because they know they've seen people like Louise Distrass and stuff like that. You just kicked out. You, you you can't get booked anywhere. No one will, no one will even produce your records. No one will even let you in a studio. So if they're all towing the same line all the time because they've got to. But then that music used to be about fighting fighting back against the machine now it's like it is the machine it's like the it's the what's the word it's like the stabilizers of the machine isn't it so they all go together now these days but if we're going to go down these sorts of stupid routes then what what next are we going to let pedophiles out and are we going to rehabilitate them with some work experience in a nursery or are we going to you know necro necrophiliacs maybe they fancy a job down the morgue you know where does the stupidity stop because that's where we are with this rubbish yeah it's, it's, it all it's, it's started like with pronouns all started with bloody pronouns, and, yeah, and now, e even now, if I if I get an email with a with a he him she, I'm like literally like, like oh go god, away. I just, I yeah, exactly, I'm just sort of triggered. I'm like, oh, for heaven's sake, yeah, it's like it's like um, we've just the train's been sort of doing this, and then it's li it li it's literally you know in another in another postcode, hasn't it? It's just it's, gone right it, off the rails. I just feel like someone sneaked something into the water supply late 2019 somewhere because it just felt like mm. a, on New Year's Eve that year. 75% yeah. of the world lost their minds one way or another and we're still recovering from it or just pulling people back bit by bit but there's so many people yeah. out there lost to it where are they just they're so scared to form their own opinion for, for fear of being they call it cancelled don't they like but cancelled in real life is like being expelled from your mates and never be you know, speaking to your mates again I've lost friends over my opinions on this and stuff like that but like I said they're not real friends in the grand scheme of things if you can't have a different opinion but we have we have forgot how to disagree with each other that's the problem everything's so tribal now so you either completely believe it or you completely don't and therefore you must be a far-right bigot <laughs> yeah exactly and uh and we you and I, we're definitely far-right far-right bigots oh um, absolutely i get told daily yeah exactly and and long may long may it last and and who cares um and jack you've been wonderful today sorry sorry we've, we've had a, a a short amount of time um than i would have would have liked that was me faffing around with the bloody phone numbers again <laughs> the duplicate phone numbers um mate thank you so much for coming on uh do My come pleasure. back again won't you and uh, we'll do. talk more about the the gender nonsense that's the wonderful jack david everyone so uh i'll be coming up um very shortly with my second guest uh after the uh, news headlines, that is Lewis Brackpool. And here are the headlines. I'm Abby Roberts. This is what the hell is this? Breaking news. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. Washington's resurrecting its Russia playbook, warning Moscow could try to interfere with this year's presidential election. Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley suffered an embarrassing defeat, losing to Donald Trump in her home state of South Carolina. 
And Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has vowed to raid the city of Rafah, regardless of whether a ceasefire or hostage deal is agreed upon or not. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Oh, hello. Uh, I'm Abby Roberts and I'm back. Uh, yes, I am. Now, I'm with my wonderful second guest, Lewis Brackpool. Lewis, how are you doing, brother? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Before we kick off, my love, so we've got a lot of time to talk, do we have a look at uh, this clip of uh, Liz Truss that I saw you uh, tweeted? Roll that clip, Cam. Thank you. We love... The strong Tories, not too crazy about the rhino Tories, right? <laughs> Talk to us about it. Look, I wanted to cut taxes. I wanted to cut the size of the administrative state. And those people didn't like it. The economic establishment in Britain wanted to keep things the way they were. And they did. They got me. But I have learned from that, Steve. You did. I've hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Was it The Economist that got you? Was it the Financial Times of London? Are these the people we got? This is the party at the the city of London. Are they the ones that run the deal over there? these, These are the friends of the bureaucratic establishment. They are the friends of the deep state. And they work together with bureaucrats, of which we've got many more in Britain than you have here in the United States, to keep things the same. And people in Britain aren't happy about that. They want change. But it's being stopped and that's why we need a bigger bazooka. Listen. Well, Lewis, thoughts on that? Liz Truss and the yeah. deep state. I know. I, I never thought I'd see Liz Truss, like I captioned the video, I never thought I'd see Liz Truss with Steve Bannon talking about the deep state uh, in Britain. It's very strange, very weird. Didn't have that on my bingo card. But that being said, uh, I've had time to reflect about the video and try to come up with some kind of logical um uh, opinion on it she could be correct now on top of this Liz Truss has made a very drastic career change and we've seen this over the over the years with Liz, Liz Truss from going from a liberal democrat uh, all the way to a Tory and then now is trying to join the conservative populist movement so I'm not sure if that's necessarily genuine if I'm totally honest it sounds like it was a bit of pressure. She's got a bit of limelight again. And to me, it sounds like it was the first thing that she wanted to rattle off because she was having a bit of a joke. I don't know. It, it could be true. I don't know. Uh, I can't necessarily prove that. But that being said, um, yeah, it sounds to me like a, a repackage of her her career. Yes, indeed, a little bit of. I mean, I do. I do think it's interesting though that she's over there. Um, you know, she's talking to Steve Bannon. She's in the states. You know, the Trump, the Trump. Uh, what's the word? Um, wagon is kind of rolling, isn't it? It's really, really um, ramping up. Uh, his kind of. Uh, and also, she says at the end, "We need a bigger bazooka." She's always, and it sort of doesn't. It doesn't sit right, does it? In her, you know, in her mouth, because she's quite sort of like, "Hello, I'm Liz Truss." I mean, she did compare herself, by the way, to Margaret Thatcher once, which I thought was absolutely absurd. Like, like Jimmy Cranky comparing her herself to Cindy Crawford. I mean, really ridiculous. I don't know if anyone's old enough to know who Cindy Crawford is. She was a model in the 90s, top model. Um, but it's, isn't it? It's just, it's just, it's, it's bizarre. And is it, do you think, because she's kind of looking at America maybe for a career, possibly? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly what I think. And, you know, we've got to remember Liz Truss hasn't had a great track record, especially, you know, 44 days as, as prime minister is pretty abysmal. Um, now, that could expose a lot of things. The fact that the Bank of England does have a bit of a vice grip over, over this country when it comes to economic policy. And mm. we're ran by an activist class within Westminster. And that's what I call an activist class anyway. And it's it's very pressured around lobbyists uh, as opposed to power sitting within um, government ministers. It's more sort of the civil service that get things done, if I'm being totally honest. But that being said, Liz Truss trying to repackage herself as this kind of hardline conservative populist is, is just it's it's just too cringe. I'm sorry. And it's too soon. Um, mm. I know she's bringing out a book. Um, is it ways to save the West or something, which, you know, I'll be intrigued to have a look at um, just, you know, just a glance over, but do I take it seriously? Um, I'm not hundred percent sure. No, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, I did see a little bit of backlash as well on um, uh, he, Steve Bannon mentioned Tommy Robinson um, in uh, another yeah. part of that clip. And uh, now she, Liz Truss is being criticised for not, because uh, he was praising Tommy Robinson and then Liz Truss didn't say anything back. And I'm like, what is wrong with this, uh, with this country? If people have opinions and they say things and you disagree with them, you can say, I don't agree with that. It doesn't mean then you have to shut everything down. So I include Tommy Robinson, I include Katie Hopkins. It's their their views and a lot of what they've, uh, well, Tommy Robinson said, um, of course, was proved right with all the grooming gangs in Rochdale and elsewhere. Yeah, and, yeah, and this is the strange thing. It, we were built on a nation of battle of ideas, you know, and I, mm. I've had great lengths chatting to you in private about all of this sort of stuff in regards to free freedom of expression free speech guilt by association which yes. is just in the past but the westminster bubble the the media class they see that as an opportunity to just try and smear people that they just don't like regardless oh you spoke to that person or someone brought that person up and you didn't push back that must mean that you love this person or that must mean that you're completely associated with this person and the association should have you completely removed i had a human rights plus eu lawyer quote tweet my tweet saying she should have the whip removed and i sat there and i thought for an opinion for her just being there for just expressing something that you may disagree with what has come what has happened in this country i thought like i said i thought that we were built on a battle of ideas the magna carta the, the right mm. to express yourself but it just isn't the case it's now let's poke the finger or let's um let's poke the other side let's let's just try and not provide solutions not have conversations let's just shout everyone down call everyone names and say well you've associated with that person in the past that must mean that you're i don't know a criminal or something or you're 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 a criminal to this space put it that way and it's just it's wrong it's so wrong yeah Indeed. And uh, and words are not violence, as we keep having to remind people uh, of, of that <laughs> fact. Um, we're coming up to um, a little break, uh, my darling Lewis. So I'll be back with Lewis Brackpool. Do not go anywhere or I'll come round and give you a booster. <laughs> I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT.
With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Americans this week celebrated President's Day. Or did we? The answer, of course, is that we did not. We celebrated George Washington's birthday. And possibly, if you want to include Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president, whose birthday, February 12th, was given up for Martin Luther King Day back in the 1980s. But we definitely did not celebrate Millard Fillmore and James Buchanan. We didn't celebrate Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton. And we most definitely did not celebrate Barack Obama and Stumblebum Joe. Why does this matter? Am I just being picky and pedantic? No, it matters because words matter. George Orwell wrote, the slovenliness of our language makes it easier for us to have foolish thoughts. Put more colorfully, blurry words carry deplorable thinking the way that mosquitoes carry malaria. You should always question the dominant narrative, whether it's that standard time going into daylight savings time is an artifact from our agrarian past when in actuality farmers argued against it when the progressives put it in 110 years ago that the Republican Party and the Democrat Party flipped after the 1960s, when that's demonstrably false. And even that red is the Republican color and blue is the Democrat color, when again, the opposite is true. In fact, the opposite is always true, what the dominant narrative seems to be. So question the words or else you've lost the argument before it's even begun. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk, TNT. Prescription drug pricing points to corporate mountains. Freedom of the press is about your right to know. It's about your right to be informed. Today, no. there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. We must protect our right to know, no matter what kind of news is important to you. Before it's too late. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org. Stay with Abby Roberts and speak your mind. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hello there. I am here with my guest, Lewis Brackpool, the wonderful Lewis. We actually met, didn't we, on Saturday and had a lovely luncheon with the boss of TNT, Mr. Mike Ryan. It was a, a delightful time. And shall we say some Malbec and some Guinness? did pass our <laughs> respective lips. It was a, it was a wonderful time, uh, but I'm not going to waste time talking about that because uh, everyone, nobody will be interested. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, immigration. What the hell's going on? Why why is it taking so long for people to say, no, this is absurd. Our culture's being sort of wrangled to, to death. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it has taken a long time, hasn't it? Um, I don't know, I think, I think it's mostly due to fear. I think that's the main sort of factor is fear. Fear of being calling being called certain names. Now, when we talk about immigration, obviously there's two categories. There's legal and illegal. Uh, in terms of illegal, <clears throat> I think it's far more easier to make a case regarding to illegal immigration, how over 80% of Brits do not want this, of course. They don't want open borders. They don't want... Um, they don't want don't they do not want what's happening currently coming across the channel from Calais. And it's quite easy to make the case that uh, it undermines other immigrants and it undermines Brits in general because of uh, wages, because of, of course, appointments to, to various things and even for paying out so much taxpayers money for hotels, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Now, the topic of legal immigration and how immigration 
is high in Britain. Um, that can be very tricky. That can be a tricky subject for people to navigate, um, especially those who don't know the facts, don't know the figures. Don't, um, but the, the recent figures with regards to net migration uh, into the UK was quite damning. I believe it was 700,000 net. So that includes people that have left as well. And that was just for one year. And I think it, I think I was reading a report regards to migration report and they were, um, they, they posted something that was quite um, intense. It was something to do with how, if we continue on this trajectory, we're going to have to build about, I think it was like the size of Birmingham, <clears throat> um, Birmingham city or, or however many, um, however many of these of these cities of Birmingham, the density each year to accommodate all the way until um, a particular year in the 2040s or even 2030s. Now, that's quite intense. I mean, considering we, we have a housing crisis, we can go all the way back to the 90s with the Tony Blair era. The, the real thing that we must hammer in is that we've had 13 years of Tory rule, and all they've done is expanded the Tony Blair paradigm, the Tony Blair project. And we've not seen promises being kept. We've not seen this idea of reducing migration. And it's now gotten to the point where the public are going, so when is actually, when is this change gonna happen? You know, I watched a video this morning, or sorry, last night, uh, a guy called Bald and Bankrupt. That's quite a, a, a spicy sort of uh, YouTube <laughs> But uh, he goes around different dangerous places across the world and has a camera with him at all times and shows what, what the place is like on the ground. He's been to Afghanistan. He's been to Pakistan. He's been to all these countries. Um, but he also done one about England where he's from England, of course, and he went round to all these uh, cities outside of London and just showed that places were boarded up, um, the immigration has kind of taken its toll um, with with various uh, places where it's, it's completely transformed certain parts of cities. And he's just filming and just saying, this this is what's happened now in, in, in Britain, it's completely transformed. And so the question is, what, what, what happens next? What are what are the Tories or Labour going to do next? And it seems to me that they don't really take the, the the topic of immigration as seriously as what the majority of Brits are are want to take in this country. Mm, mm, mm. I, I entirely agree. Gory, you're incredible. You you speak very, very eloquently um, about all this and very sort of very clearly, um, Lewis. Um, I'm very impressive. And considering you're you're what you're 30, 30 years old. Very. I mean, when I was thirty, you would have been. Well, I probably wouldn't be up um, at, at this time. <laughs> but when I was thirty, um, but I was going to say, um, is it maybe we should change uh, change the argument from immigration to. Um, a cultural sort of um well basically are everything that we hold dear you know this is a, a christian country um and everything we hold dear rather than it looking at sort of um the, i think the color of people's skins was always the mm -hmm. thing that um was was confusing because mm -hmm. it's to do with culture so if you've got mm -hmm. a country that's built like you said the magna carta and, and, and it's christian and then all of a sudden anyone can any culture can take over which is essentially what's happened 
um, mm. then it's a bit like throwing a party, say a themed party. Say I, th uh, I was throwing a themed party. I don't know what it, what it would be. Um, I'm just trying to, trying to think. Um, a TNT party. And then um, people from the BBC and IT came and then they, they, they took it over. So it ceases to become, do you see what I mean? What you started with, it's your, it's your, you know, it's your, it's your, it's your house, essentially, your party. And then you've just gone, yeah, actually, why not? Yeah, let's, let's just get, let's just get, let the BBC just take over. It's, I mean, that, I mean, that's, this is a, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make an analogy of what's yeah. happening here. And so yeah. why aren't people taking that seriously? Well, exactly. And the, the thing is, the, argue, the argument and the logic really is surrounding by a simulation. Um, it, like you said, it, it's, it's nothing to do with skin colour, it's to do with culture, it's to do with a simulation. That's the main point. And we've never yeah. really had a strong assimilation sort of programme in this country um, to try and help people assimilate. But now, unfortunately, if it just if if you have people from cultures and values that aren't the same as the West, then you start to and you don't have this assimilation program to help people understand um British values or, or uh, the British culture, or it doesn't have to even be in Britain. It can be European, can be American. Um, it's it's important to have this because otherwise you change, like you said, the makeup of the country in terms of culture. And that's, that's it's, it's such a difficult subject to skirt around um, because some people, some people like to use the term uh, sorry, like to talk about immigration, but then go on a tangent about other things regarding uh, regarding that, and people start to skirt around. I mean, you take um, you take for example uh, the, the the topic of of Lee Anderson as well recently with some of his comments um, uh, recently. Unfortunately, th these comments like that sort of push back um the 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 conversation and it distracts you from what actually is happening obviously we know what lee anderson was saying the other day uh regarding islamism and then he he tied in with sadiq khan yeah that sort of rhetoric isn't really helpful in that sense um because it puts people back and then the the media establishment media class can quickly jump on and denounce you call you call you racist or islamophobic and all these buzzwords um mm -hmm when it's not necessarily warranted. Now, unfortunately, it pushes back the conversation that we need to that we need to talk about. And that's assimilation into this country and its alignment with values and our culture. And unfortunately, people people have trouble trying to skirt around and actually talk about it. And now that we're trying we're making progress with actually having that open conversation, um, Unfortunately, rhetoric like that just pushes it back. And it's and it's so annoying because majority of Brits see a problem. They see that things are changing and people 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 don't want that. People want um, British values and our, and our British culture to remain intact. I mean, we have a rich history and just rich values that we've helped the West and moved on from paganistic times to Christianity. Now we're in a secular atheist time, so things are changing as well in that respect. But um, yeah, it, it, it's a difficult conversation, but it's a very necessary one.
It is. And uh, Lewis, on that note, thank you so much for coming on. Please do come back um, and, and, let's, and we'll speak more about this. Lots of comments in the live chat. I'm, I'll, I'll read um, in a little bit. And that was Lewis Brackpool. Everybody, he'll be um, back with me uh, again. Uh, absolutely fantastic to have you on. Thank you so much, Lewis. Right. Um, now, I want to hear from you. Yes, you, the viewers and listeners. You can get in the live chat or guess what, guys? You can get on the old dog and bone that I keep ranting on about, and you can call me, and here are the numbers to call. Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the U.S. and Canada. Call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Well, hello there. Uh, I believe we have somebody uh, on the phone. Let me just give you a clue. Du, 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 du. Is, are you there? Milk tray, well, milk you... tray man, are you there, brother? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I am. I've just flown in through the window and I'll be flying out again in a minute or three. But uh, <laughs> Yes, I... I times over like we've done with the telephone numbers i have heard the whole program and you i don't know what you're on but i oh if i sound like you, that you could, um, yeah you, you, you could, you, at, you're, you're cutting you're cutting in and out you're cutting in and out darling Are you, oh can you can you can you hear me now is that okay i move yes i, I, I can right? i can hear you i'm so sorry about the yeah they're saying the phone numbers twice what an idiot it's because it's monday Siv. you know what monday's like play. in fact my <laughs> yeah at least Stop laughing like sleep. me. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's uh, like a sieve, which is appropriate yes. as I'm speaking to you because it was one of those weird... But do you ever do that, though, when you think you yes. haven't done something or you say and something and then you realise you have actually said it? It's very strange. Yes, very yes it is very strange. Yes. Um, look, I wanted to actually ask you, just on a similar vein that you've been going down, I've heard all this controversy mm -hmm. over Leanne over there at the Conservatives and talk, you know, and I'm hearing all these people saying, well, yes. Islamophobic comments. I'm thinking... We've got... We're, we're losing you, Siv. Uh, we've got Nick on the phone. Nick. Hello? Abby? Hello, yes, Nick. Abby? It hello, is indeed. Hello. hello. I'm to you. Yes, indeed. And and now, I'm ringing you on my little Nokia phone and I just like to say that I had a little Abbey Fest the other day when I was listening to catch up on a few few of your shows and uh, one of the things you, you often say is about uh, you know getting the app on uh, on your smartphone the TNT app and if you don't have a smartphone where are you well I just want to say that um, I do actually have a smartphone but I use this thing and I honestly think that these psychopathic bastards that want to control us, I think if we all threw our smartphones away, I think their job would be a, a lot more difficult. And um, yeah. one of my highlights of the lockdown period for me was when I was, uh, you know, all that wretched tracking tracing, you had to go and put your phone numbers down and do a scan a QR code and all that kind of thing. Well, I, I obviously never wrote my proper phone number down and never wrote my name legibly. But there was one time I went to a pub in London 
And uh, it was a QR code, and there was a sort of bouncer kind of guy on the door with his uniform on. And I got to the front, and I, I said, what am I supposed to do? And I, I got my little Nokia phone out. I said, what, QR what? <laughs> and in that moment, he looked at me, and you could, you could tell from his look, oh, well, who is this guy? And I thought, but thankfully, he just waved his arm and let me go through. He didn't do the sort of, oh, you can't go in nonsense. But that was one of the highlights of the lockdown period for me. And so I just yes. wanted to put in a little, a little cheer for the good old Nokia. Yes, and bless you. And, and absolutely, Nick, and you're 100% right. I mean, honestly, I do look at my iPhone and think, oh, God, you're kind of, um, you're kind of helping the enemy with this. So I might, I mean, I, I love my Nokia. I loved it. Yeah, it is very. Yeah, and what yeah. about the BlackBerry, the good, the good old BlackBerry that nobody apparently could ever, no government could ever get into? A BlackBerry, could they, apparently? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, apparently not. No, well, that was a, quite a story. They disappeared completely. They went down the plug and went broke. But, um, yeah. yeah. No, I, ju- I, just, I just love walking around with my little Nokia in the phone, because that's, in my pocket, because I think it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, symbolically, it's a, it's, it's a one-up on this lot. And, uh, yeah, obviously, they yeah. can be tracked on it, but it's not, it's not nearly the same. So uh, I, I, just, I just, a little warning on these uh, these wretched smartphones that we have in our pockets. I mean, I do have one. I just don't carry it around with me a lot of the time. Yeah, but that's anyway, a really, you, really, really so good point, Nate. Mm. But uh, anyway, I just want to, I mean, I do have one, and I do have the TNT app on it, and that's how I listen to you. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I try and use it in moderation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Your drug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. absolutely, Nick. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for calling in. And somebody, somebody just put in the chat, maybe Nokia would like to sponsor my show. Well, strange, stranger things have happened. Thanks ever so much, Nick. Do, do call again, won't you? Uh, do call again when you, when, you, uh, when you have some thoughts. Bless you, mate. Okay, okay. Fantastic. Okay. Bye-bye. Cool. Take care of yourself. Uh, right, let's have a little look at the others. Lovely Nick, and so sorry about Siv. Oh, lovely Siv. It was just he was he was literally every other word. He was going well. So it was. Uh, so I was told. I'm afraid um, uh, we had to get rid of Siv, not get rid of him. Oh, bless him, because I know he'll probably be going. Oh, what happened to him? Somebody says Siv today is in a wingsuit and wizard's hat and cape and silver spangled boots like Anita from ABBA. Bloody hell! Bloody hell, bells. Um, let's just scroll, scroll. Uh, oh, Anne Widdicombe was on the Lembit Opic show. Uh, 24th of February. Uh, yes, interesting. Uh, Anne Widdicombe. I did a show, Anne Widdicombe, you know, the conservative politician, um, I think former shadow home secretary, if I'm not, uh, a, sorry, former home secretary, not shadow, because she's a Tory, um, home secretary. I uh, did a show with her, uh, which was, I named, and I'm rather proud of this, because it was with a, another lady called uh, Emma Webb. I called it Widdicombe Webb Wobberts. And I thought they were going to say, what? That's ridiculous. But they went, that's a really good name. So thank you very much. Um, inspired by Peter Sellers, because he was always very good at the kind of nonsensical. Now, somebody's put, We Fat Shug has put, not a Christian country. During the funeral coronation, he stated he was the defender of faiths. This is uh, King Charles. Plural. That alone should make his role defunct if it wasn't all a fraud to begin with. They tell you. Totally agree, we fat shug. Totally agree, shug, 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 shug. We fat shug. Yes, but I mean, we have to if we if we we have to keep asserting it's a Christian country, you know, 
forget what King Charles and people like that are saying. If we don't assert our own, uh, you know, our own, uh, take a stand for our own country and our culture, then we're lost. Like I said, throw a house party, you decide what the theme is, and then it's your rules. Okay, uh, we got uh, one minute uh, to go before the end of the show. <laughs> Boo-hoo, I've loved this, today's show. It's been a bit mad. Sorry about the numbers, everyone. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I will not be duplicating the numbers again. Thank you, Cam, down the phone in Australia, my darlings, and my two guests. And I'll be back tomorrow. And all that remains to say is... Be seeing you. Be seeing you.